Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. great to be still and to, to hear God's word of peace and hope. And today our, our scripture comes from the, the book of John, chapter 14, verses 18 through 27. This is the message translation that I'll be reading today. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming back in just a little while, while the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I am alive and you're about to come alive. At that moment, you will know absolutely that I'm in my Father, and you're in me, and I'm in you. The person who knows my commandments and keeps them, that's who loves me. And the person who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and make himself plain to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said, Master, why is it that you are about to make yourself plain to us, but not to the world? Because a loveless world, said Jesus, is a sightless world. If anyone loves me, he will carefully keep my word, and my Father will love him. We'll move right into the neighborhood. Not loving me means not keeping my words. The message you are hearing isn't mine. It's the message of the Father who sent me. I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset and don't be distraught. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You all may be seated. Let us pray. And so, Lord, we do pray that your love and your kindness, that your goodness and your faithfulness will be with us, that we would hear and know your truth, and that your peace would be given to us this day and in these days ahead. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So, I don't know about you, but 2020 for me has been like the marathon that none of us have been training to run. Um, I remember way back at the beginning, it was like two weeks, okay, another month, but it just keeps going and going and going. Um, and so uh, I don't know about you, but I'm tired, I'm worn out, I'm exhausted, I'm drained. Um, it has just been a very tiring year. And, and I was thinking this week, if I was to, to put 2020 into a word, the word that I would use would be the word chaos, um, because chaos um, just exists all around us, that, that this pandemic has thrown everything that was normal and orderly into such chaos, and then chaos upon chaos exists all the way around us. And, and what happens whenever we experience chaos is that we do feel abandoned, we feel lost, we, we, we feel grief because there's been so many things that we don't have that we used to have. We feel disoriented, not sure which way is what, and this chaos seems to reign all the way around us. 
And so kids, if you're at home, I'd invite you to get out a sheet of paper and um, just like we do our boxes in here, uh, I'd invite you to, in box one, draw a picture that represents chaos. What does chaos look like for you um, in this world? And, and, and I think that chaos so easily gets inside of us. And, and one of the things that, that we are taught is to try to appear to be at peace, to try to appear that everything is, is normal. You know, they say to be like a duck swimming in the water, that you're calm and cool above the water, but underwater you're furiously swimming. And I just, I don't think that's how God wants us to be. I, I think that, that there is a possibility that exists that maybe we can actually be about peace instead of just appearing at peace. And I know for myself, there are sometimes I put so much effort trying to appear at peace that it causes the insides of me to, to lose track and lose ground because I'm trying to put up an appearance instead of really seeking peace. Now, when we think about peace, part of what we have to think about is what is peace actually. And so one of the things that we oftentimes we think about peace is, is that there's no fighting going on. I've got two boys, uh, 11 and 8. And uh, so sometimes peace is like when they're sleeping and they're not arguing, right? That that's when we can feel at peace. But, but peace is not just about the absence of conflict. But actually the biblical understanding of peace is it's about the presence of wholeness. In the Old Testament, they used this word shalom, which was used to mean peace. And it wasn't meant that there was not fighting, but actually it was about restoring relationships. It was about things being the way they should be, not just the way that they are. And so peace is about the presence of wholeness, not just when there's not fighting happening, but it's more than that. So kids, I do invite you in box two to draw a picture that represents peace. What does that look like for you? And so as I was thinking, you know, what's an illustration or what's an example of, of peace? Um, and, and, and one of the things that I thought, and this isn't something I do very often, is actually uh, puzzles. Um, and so at the beginning of a puzzle, you, you know, you drop, you dump out all the puzzle pieces and it just looks chaotic, right? That there are some pieces that are upside down, there are some that are right side up. There's no order, there's no organization, there's nothing to it. And this is how I think oftentimes we begin. It's just with a world of chaos. But then what happens is that we begin to, to work through it, right? So we look for patterns. Maybe we put all the edge pieces together. Maybe you organize it by colors and um, different sort of things so that it's easier for you to put together. But, but peace isn't found until the whole thing is put together. And I don't know about you, but sometimes there's honorary family members who, you know, put a piece in, the, of, in their pocket so they get to put the last piece in, Right? Um, but but if, there's, if you're missing a piece and you don't know it till the end, there is no peace until that last piece is in. And, and, and I think that's what happens is that until we have the centerpiece of Jesus in our world, until we have that centerpiece of Christ being at the center of our lives, we struggle to find peace because we know that something is incomplete. And we need that last piece and most important piece to be there. And so is it possible to experience peace? And if so, how? Um, and, and sometimes I, I think about that we want peace to happen, but we sort of say it needs to happen in all these ways. And so we think that, okay, if I have the right spouse and I have the right kids and I have the right job and I live in the right house and um, the, I'm, I'm healthy and every, I have the right friends, then I will have peace. 
But that's not the reality of the world, that peace is not about what happens outside, it's about what happens inside. And so this is my working definition of peace for us right now, is that peace is complete contentment in Christ, especially during the crisis of chaos. It's complete contentment in Jesus. It's trusting and relying fully on him. It's being safe in his arms, especially during the crisis of chaos. Because what we see from the example of Jesus is that peace is possible. Because Jesus entered into a chaotic world that was full of political strife, that was full of economic strife, that was full of social strife, that had relational issues. I mean, his earthly mom and dad, they let's just say they didn't get off to the best start, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff that was going on. He entered into a chaotic world. He lived in a chaotic world. But he was also, he died at the hands of a chaotic world. But he was resurrected from a chaotic world. And through this whole journey, he had peace. You know, we think about that song, Silent Night. And it says, Silent Night, Holy Night. All is calm, all is bright. And then at the end, it talks about sleep in heavenly peace. You know, kids are amazing, right? Because, you know, there could be chaos around them, but if they feel safe, they feel loved, they can have ultimate peace because they ultimately trust what is going on around them. And so what we see in Jesus and what we see in our scripture is that peace is not dependent on what's happening around us, but that peace is actually dependent on who's inside of us. On, on, the, on do we have a connection with God the Father? Do we have a connection with Jesus? Is the Holy Spirit present and real with us. And so what happens is, is that when chaos gets to us, and, and I don't know about you, but chaos gets to me from time to time. I let the, the voices of this world stress me out. I let the drama of other people get into me. I, I, I let all these things happen, and I begin to feel chaotic. And for me, part of that feels, uh, it feels uh, I feel alone. I feel isolated. Um, that that what, what is going on around me sort of takes me away from other people. Um, and I feel out of control. And, and whenever we feel out of control um, in an unhealthy way, we try to grab control however we can. What is it that I can control? And so kids in box three, I'd invite us to think, what causes you to feel chaotic? And maybe that's something for all of us to think about. It was what causes us to feel or be chaotic? And one of the things that we have to remember is that some of those things are external. There are things that push our buttons. There are things that get to us that people say to us or um, we watch the news or something online. Whatever it is, there are, there are external forces that happen to us. And so sometimes we just need to close our eyes and our ears to those things when we can. But also sometimes the, the chaos is internal because we, we all have things that, are not tr- that we believe that, don't, that aren't true, but we act and live as if they're true. So I know one of the things for me is that I'm a people pleaser. I like um, people to be happy all the time, and I think it's my responsibility to make everybody happy, especially in my role as a pastor, that I need to make everybody happy. Um, Now, I know that that's impossible, but yet I still struggle with that, and I imagine that there are other people that that feel the exact same way, um, is that we spend so much time trying to please people or trying to be seen as successful or seen as accomplished. And and that we put on this pressure inside of us to try to do that. And so what happens is, is whenever I I listen to that voice of lies that says, oh, this person's not happy with you, or these people don't think you're doing good enough, is that I'm I'm giving into the chaos in my own heart and soul. 
I'm giving in to what's inside of me instead of really the voice of truth that says you are loved no matter what you do. It says your value is not dependent on what you do or who you make happy. Your value is dependent on the God that created you and that loves you. And so I think what is it that in your own soul, what's your story that you tell yourself that's not true and that God says that's not who I made you to be and, and that. Because what Jesus wants to give us is the gift of peace. And what we believe is that the promise of peace is actually a person. And that person is the Holy Spirit. Now, oftentimes in church, we have a fairly good idea about who God the Father is. Um, we think about, um, you know, the creator of the world. We, we get that fairly well. We, we understand Jesus, uh, the God who, who walked around. But the Holy Spirit is a little bit of a mystery to us. But what we believe is that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's one of the three people of the Trinity. And it brings peace. It brings comfort. It brings wholeness. Now, you have to imagine what it would be like to be one of Jesus' disciples um, and that you were spending every day with Jesus, walking around and hearing him stories and, and seeing him do incredible things. Um, a couple months back, Braden preached a sermon on Jesus calming the sea, um, how he was asleep in the boat, and there was this big storm that welled up, and the waves were going, and the wind was blowing, and he, they woke Jesus up, and, and he stood over, and he calmed the cosmos, and he said, peace, be still peace, be still. That's who Jesus is, is that he can calm it. And imagine how much comfort that had to give the disciples, that they knew that no matter what happened, as long as Jesus was around, good things were going to happen. That they had this person of peace that they could rely on and they could trust. They'd seen him done amazing things, get out of miraculous situations. But then Jesus tells them that he's leaving he says, but he says, I will not leave you as orphans. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I am alive and you're about to come alive. And so here he promises his disciples peace in the presence and the reality of the Holy Spirit. And so I really do believe and what he told his disciples then and what he told us now is that he's not going to leave us. But in fact, it is possible that we can experience peace on earth as it is in heaven if we have access to the Holy Spirit. And so what the Holy Spirit does is, is a few things, and the Scripture tells us a few of the things that the Holy Spirit does. One is that the Holy Spirit provides His presence with us. Again, it's this idea of I'm not going to leave you alone, all right? And the, the best of all, God is with us. And that's one of the things that I know that sometimes I can feel alone. I can feel that, that nobody is with me, that um, what am I going to do now that that feeling happens time and time again. But here's the good news is that God is with us. One of the names of Jesus is actually God with us. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is that God is with us, inside of us. It is the presence. And because of that, we can be well and whole. I mean, this is what Jesus promises them. He says that I'm leaving you well and whole. You are being well taken care of. I am with you. And so one of the ways in which I can access peace is through the presence of the Holy Spirit and knowing and believing that God is present with us. But also the Holy Spirit provides clarity. Now in a world of chaos, which we all experience, what we desperately need is clarity. 
Um, because there's so much like, uh, I don't know about you, but I didn't have clarity this morning about what do we do about church? Like, do we, um, do we not meet? Do we meet online? Do we have people come? I mean, there's all this confusion about what's going on, um, but, but really sought the clarity of the Holy Spirit. And that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. Um, and so what, what Jesus says, and our scripture said the friend, other versions say like the helper or the comforter will make everything plain to you. And so, uh, so if you find yourself in a season of chaos and you have a decision to make, all right, what we're called to do is to seek Jesus and to take it one step, one day at a time, and he will make everything plain to us. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to show us everything. It means he'll show us what we need for the next step of faith. And one of the things that I've said multiple times, if only the next step is clear, take it. And that's often what Jesus will do, is will just show us the next step because he wants us to rely and trust on him. So he will make things plain. He will provide clarity for us. Now, also the Holy Spirit will provide truth. He will remind us of the truth. I mean, this is what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit, that he will remind you of all things that I have told you. And so what we have to remember is that voice of truth. Again, I mentioned all these other sort of lies that we have, and, and we all have these, these thoughts that aren't true, but we live as if they are true. But instead, we have to live deep and remember deep what God has told us. One, of, uh, one story I heard uh, many years ago was there was a, a woman who was about to commit suicide, and she was on the edge of a bridge, and, and all of a sudden, she heard this voice that said, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Now, this was a, a, a lady who didn't normally go to church, but she went to church with her grandmother during the summers, and God planted that verse in her soul so that it was able to spring forth at another time. Cast all your cares upon God. Why? Because he cares for you. That's a reminder of the truth that God has for all of us. And so we have to listen to the voice of God because he is speaking. And he is probably even reminding you of something right now today. He is reminding you of one of the truths maybe you don't like to accept, but that is true for you. And so kids in box four, I invite you to write something that you think God may be reminding you today. What is God saying or speaking to you today? Now, how do we get this peace? Sometimes God does, like that story I just mentioned, kind of throw it to us even when we're not expecting it. But most of the time is that we have to be present to receive it. Um, you know, I think about door prizes, right? And so sometimes, you know, it says you must be present to win. I think that's the way a lot of times peace works, is you, is you have to be present in order to receive it, is you have to go to God and say, this is what I want. I want your peace. And we have to put ourselves in a position to receive the gift and the promise of peace. We have to put ourselves in place and say, Lord, I need it. I want it. Can you give the gift that you have? Because that's truly what it is. It's a gift from God to us that we can have. And so one of the best things that we can do is worship, whether it be online or in person. Um, there was a study that, that came out earlier this week, and part of what it, it said was it was looking at the mental health of um, adults from 2019 to 2020. And uh, as, as you can imagine, the mental health in general has been on decline. There was only one group that actually had an increase in their mental health, and those were people who attended worship services weekly. I'm guessing that was online or in person, but that was the one indicator of somebody whose who's their health actually went up over the past year. 
And that tells me that part of the truth of that God is, is, is that we, you know, we're going to struggle sometimes. We're going to have anxiety. We're going to have depression. We're going to have these things. Um, but when we put ourselves in position to receive the Holy Spirit, to remind ourselves that there, while the world may be chaotic around us, and there's chaos all sorts of places, and we're going to see it and we're going to hear about it, here we're reminded of the truth of peace, that God is for us, that he's not against us, that God loves us, that he is present with us, and that we can experience the goodness of it. And so we want to put ourselves in position to receive peace. We do that through worship. We do that through community. We do that through even our own time of prayer. I know for myself that, that it's important for me to take in things that give me peace. So whether that be listening to worship music or, or being still in my Bible reading, being present with God and trusting and relying on him, listening to the voice of God. And so one of the things I know that's important to me over these next few months as we prepare for a post-pandemic world is am I going to get in a really good habit of being still and listening for the voice of God and receiving and relying on his peace? Because once we have it, then we can share it. That's the great thing about peace is that it's not just for ourselves, but then we are called to be people of peace. Matthew says it this way in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons and daughters of God. Is that whenever we are our peacemakers, all right, we are doing the will of God in the world. And what this world needs is people who come bringing peace. Not just to get people to stop fighting, but actually to bring people together. Now, the, the people pleaser in my brain says, okay, that's my job now. I got to make everybody get together. But, but I think what this verse in Romans says is actually really important for us as well. And it says this, it says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And so that frees me, that frees you, that frees us from, from having to do all these sort of things and say, you know what, I'm going to try to bring peace to this situation. I'm going to be present with God. I'm going to receive his love. And I'm going to do what I can do in order to bring peace to others and peace on earth. So 2020 hasn't felt like a very peaceful year, but I think that's because I've gotten so caught up in the chaos. Because one thing that hasn't changed is I could go and I can open my Bible and that word is still the same yesterday, same as it is today, and it's the same as it'll be tomorrow. The truth of that scripture. So no matter what's going on around me, the presence and the realness of God is available to all of us. And so I'm going to invite us to a time of prayer. And what I'm going to invite you to do, whether you're in the room or you're watching online, is just to hold your hands out and just to ask for this gift of peace during this time of prayer. So let us pray. So Lord, we do, we pray for your peace. Lord, we want this gift. Lord, some of us have been living so much in chaos that we have forgotten what it's like to feel or know peace. And so, Lord, give us your peace today. We are present. We desire your spirit, your wholeness, your gift, your love, your clarity, your truth. And Lord, we believe that it is possible to have peace in the midst of chaos, to have complete contentment in you even when there's utter chaos around us. And so, Lord, with our arms open and our hands open, send us your Holy Spirit of peace. Remind us of your truth. 
Fill us with your love and pour out your goodness upon us today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.